Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. Please take a minute and email us your story at newlifewoc at aol.com. As we continue to share the truth of God's word all around the world, we encourage you to partner with us financially at newlifewoc.com. Thanks again. Enjoy today's message from Pastor Anthony Jones. All right, we've been on a series of lessons um, entitled Mark the Power of the Blessing. Um, this is going to be part five of the series of lessons. And um, <clears throat> we started this a couple of weeks ago, and um, it just continues to grow. And, um, and I believe you're going to be blessed by what we're going to deal with today. But before we get started, I just want to um, continue uh, reiterating that you have to understand that salvation stands alone. That, you know, if you're saved, you're saved, and you're on your way to heaven. You got it? Now, walking in this empowerment, which is the blessing, is a totally different thing. You got it? And um, I don't want people to confuse one with the other. That, you know, you can, you can be saved and, and live your whole life, life without power, um, which is, you know, simply up to you. That's your choice. But what I want you to know is that if you want to live a supernatural life, then God has given you the ability to live it. All right, and I, I told them in Raleigh this morning, I said it's just a simple fact of when you start a job, you want to know about every benefit that's available to you. You got it? So same thing, when you, once you get saved, um, you should want to know about every benefit that is available uh, for you and to you. And then not only just know about it, but walk in it. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> so we'll continue looking at this. Now, we um, define the blessing as um, being this intangible empowerment on my life uh, for prosperity and success in life given to me as a child of God. So this empowerment that I have, you know, I don't, I don't get it because I earned it. You got it? I get it because I'm a child of God. And I became a child of God by believing in the finished work of Jesus. So it's not like I had to work for it and I had to earn it. You got it? I just received it as part of my benefit package as being um, a believer. But we begin to see um, last week <clears throat> that my obedience to the word of God is what triggers um, this release of this empowerment in my life. That if I want to walk in this empowerment, then I can't get around obeying God. And, and, and somehow, uh, you know, over the, over the years, you know, we've kind of drifted away from just simply, you know, obeying God. Um, because I believe that... that, that and I ain't, I'm not going to blame the enemy, but somehow, you know, we have, we have forgotten about the importance of living a life that's God-honoring and pleasing God and um, obeying God. But as we look at this series, we're going to begin to see that this is the key factor that triggers that release in my life. So if I want to live a supernatural life, a life um, empowered by the Spirit of God, or a life um, walking in the blessing, I can't get around um, obedience. Now, if you will, go to James 1. We'll do a, a quick review. James 1, <clears throat> verse, verse 25. James 1. James 1, verse 25. When you got it, say got it. James 1, verse 25, it reads, But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, um, you can say the word, whosoever looketh into the word of God, and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his what? This man shall be blessed in his deeds. So I have to understand that, you know, when I <clears throat> begin to not only hear the word, but I begin to do the word, I should have this expectation that I'm going to be blessed in all of my what? Deeds. That simply means that just because something didn't work for somebody else does not mean it will not work for me. You got it? But it's based on me not just coming to church, not just hearing the word, but it's, it's based on me what? Being a what? Doer of the what? Word. Now, if you will, go to Luke 5, Luke 5, verse 1, because um, <clears throat> we looked at this last week, and we'll do a quick review on it, but we have to understand that this obedience factor is very powerful. Luke 5, Luke 5, verse uh, 1. Luke 5 and verse 1, it says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, 
he stood by the lake of Genezer. Now, that's powerful because the pre people pressed to hear the word. All right, and saw two ships standing by the lake, but, but the fishermen were going out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Now, underline that, that, that statement, at thy word. Now, <clears throat> what happened um, to Peter after this point was not predicated on what he was believing for. Because as we saw last week, Peter wasn't believing for catching a lot of fish. Because when Jesus told him to go out into the deep, he said, listen, you know, we just went out there last night and we didn't catch what? We didn't catch nothing. So he didn't have an expectation that he was going to catch all of these fish. You got it? He went out there solely because Jesus told him to go. All right? That, that is key. That is key in this point that you got to understand. He went out and did it just because Jesus told him to go. Now, let's see what happens. And when, verse 6, and when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their what? And their net what? Break. So, when regardless of what he thought, how he felt, or what he had previously experienced, he chose to obey the word of the Lord. So no matter what I've experienced, no matter what I think, no matter what has happened to me in my life, when God tells me to move and I move, I must understand God got it. Yes. See, see, it wasn't, listen, Peter was not dependent on his skill, his talent, and his ability to catch the fish. Even though, watch this, he had skill, talent, and ability to catch the fish. Because his skill, his talent, and his ability failed him last night. All right? So when I get, it, when I get to this place where I consistently begin to obey God on a consistent basis, even though my skill, my talent, and my ability fail me, watch this, God don't. Because, because the results that he got in his life at this point was not based on his skill, his talent, or his ability. The results he got was based on who? On God. That's it. Simple. And I say, and this is why, this is why the enemy fights us so hard with obeying what the Lord has told us to do. So, when Jesus told Peter to launch out into the deep, an empowerment was released in Peter's life that caused success in his business where he had previous fail. He previously failed, but now he what? Succeeded. Simply because the empowerment that came on his life because of his obedience. And this is why one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is Job 36 and 11. If I obey and serve him, I'll spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure. If I just simply obey and serve him. That's it, and, and, and that's, 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 that's powerful. If I'll just simply obey and serve him, I can expect to do well in life. Somebody say, I will, I will. Do, well do well in life. Now, we must begin to see how important it is to obey God. You got it? The church has to get back to this. That listen, now, listen, I have to learn the importance of obeying God when God speaks, whether it's in his word or whether he speaks a rhema of the word to me directly. You got it? I must simply just what? Obey. Because until I have the will of God done, I should not expect anything. Got it? Got it? Go, go to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10, 36. He, Hebrews 10. Uh, I think that's where I want to go. Yeah. He, Hebrews 10, verse 36. Hebrews 10, verse 36. You got it? Oh, nobody hadn't got it. Oh, okay, so it's up on the board. All right, Hebrews 10, verse 36, it says, For you have need of what? Watch this. That after you have done the what? Will of God, you might receive the what? So, so, so now, so why do I need patience? That after I've done what God has told me to what? do, I'll have the ability 
to stand strong until it manifests. Now, I, I tell people all the time now, patience is not just the ability to wait. Patience is the ability to wait with the what? Right attitude. So now I'm not waiting and snapping on people because I'm experiencing shortage. You got it? I'm waiting with this good attitude because I know I've already done what God told me to do. Now, once I know I've done what God has told me to what? Do, I should expect to receive the what? Promise. All right? Now, let's, 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 let's move forward. Now, four things we're going to look at today and then we're going to be done. Four things that, that we need to do in order to learn how to obey God on a consistent basis. All right? Four things. All right? Point number one. Acceptance from God must be my number one priority. All right. If you're going to listen, if you're going to learn how to obey God on a consistent basis now, and we looked at last week and we looked at this week and we saw how important it is to obey what God. Now, what we got to do is I got to now and this is not everything, but this is just the four that I come up with that I think that are, that are, that are most important. You got it. that. Number one, I got to understand that acceptance from God must be my number one priority. Why? Because if acceptance from somebody else is more important to me than God, then I'm going to be prone to compromise when it comes to obeying God. All right? So, 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 but I, I, this is how I cultivate obedience in my life. You got it? That, listen, it, as, as far as it relates to me in my life, that obeying God is, is this, watch this, is number one. You got it? That I, I want to obey God. Now, I understand that this may put me at odds against some folk, even with some folk that I love. All right, we're going to talk, we're gonna, and I'm going to show you this in Scripture. You got it? But you, you must understand the importance of this. If I make a, I make a decision that I'm going to obey what? God. Then watch this. My number one priority is that I'm going to be, I, that, listen, I'm going to please him. Acceptance from God must be my number one priority. Now, go, go to 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 1. And I'm going to try to give you at least one scripture reference from everything, for everything that I'm going to show you. 1 Thessalonians uh, 4 and 1. Uh, I'm in second. All right. Y'all have it? All right. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 1. It reads, Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as you have received of us, how you ought to walk, come on, and to please who? So ye would abound more and what? So now, now let's, let's, let's understand what's going on here because this is a letter written to believers. Got it? it, it it's just like it was written to you. So Paul is writing you, telling you, he says, now don't you know that you're supposed to please God? Now, this is, no, this is, this is, this is what you should do as a believer, that I should walk my life or live my life in a way that is pleasing to who? That's pleasing to God. That should be my number one priority in life. You got it? That I have to live a life that pleases to God. Now, I don't have to lecture you on what pleases God and what doesn't please God. I know most of you all in here, you, you know, you know What's going on in your life right now? And you know whether or not what you're doing pleasing God or what you're doing is displeasing. You got it? But what I got to understand that as a believer, listen, it should be my goal in life to live a life that is pleasing unto who? God. Knowing that when I do that, because I'm in this world, I may be displeasing to the folk in the world. It's like you can't live a life that's going to please God and live a life that's going to please folk in the world because they're two contrary kingdoms. They're one against, the, against another. You got it? One, one, one say, look out for yourself. Come on, one say, one say, you better look out for yourself. And the other one say, God got your back. You got it? So now you got to make up your mind where that either I'm going to look out for number one or watch this, I'm just going to do what's right and let God handle the fallout. All right, praise the Lord. So number one is acceptance from God must be the number one priority in my life. Number two, I must be willing to take bold actions of obedience without fully understanding. 
All right? So, so, so number one, acceptance from God must be my number one what? Priority. Number two, I must be willing to take bold actions of obedience without fully understanding. Because God is not obligated to tell me the end from the beginning even though he knows it. All right. So God, God doesn't have to tell you. He doesn't have to tell you, you know, everything that's going to take place when he tells you to do something. You, got, you can't say, well, all right, God, I heard you. But until you until you let me know, you know, what's going to take place. I'm not. No, God doesn't work like that. You know, he told Abraham. What did he tell Abraham? He says, go. And I will what? Show. You got. So you got to be willing to take bold actions of obedience Without fully understanding. Go to Matthew 14. <clears throat> Matthew 14, 28. Matthew 14 and verse 28. And you got to understand that in a very common passage of scripture we're getting ready to look at because this is the instance when Peter walks on the water. Now, the one that's willing to take bold actions of obedience without fully understanding is going to be the one that's going to live the supernatural life. The rest of them just going to sit back and watch in the boat. No, you know, those are you know, the folk that sit back and talk about everybody else who's trying to do something. <laughs> I call them the critics. You can sit back and tell me what I need to do. But you're unwilling to get out and do anything yourself. You got it. So now, watch this. You are subject to a life that, of just riding on the boat. When you could be living a life, watch this, where you're walking on water. Okay. No, no, you get to choose. Now, watch this. What is it? Matthew 14, verse um, 28. Peter, verse 28. And he said, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me, to, bid me come unto thee on the what? And he said what? So listen, only thing Jesus told him is he said what? Come. He didn't say, Peter, if you come, everything going to be all right. He said, somehow, you don't understand it, Peter, but when you step out, because I told you to come, you're going to walk on what? No, Jesus didn't say nothing. The only thing Jesus said was what? Come. Now, it was up to Peter whether or not he was going to obey. That was up to Peter. See, and this is what I tell folks. I said, listen, the only thing that God is required to do is give you a word. No, but we won't send out a fleece. Y'all, oh, yeah, Old Testament. We, we need a sign. You know, God call it a rain the night if I'm supposed to do something. Then you sit, you sit out there and you wait. See, is it raining? Is it raining? Is it raining? Then it doesn't rain. You say, well, I guess I'm supposed to do it. No, only thing, listen, the only thing you need is a word from the what? Lord. That's all he had was one word, and that word was what? Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, watch this, he walked on the water to go to who? He walked on the water to go to Jesus. He walked on the water because he was willing to what? He was willing to obey. The results he wanted, he got after he heard from God and what? Obeyed. Because what, what did Peter want to do? Walk on the water. All right. Jesus said what? Come. So the results he got was tied to his obedience to the word. Well, you you, you got to understand this. this. This is the results. He wanted to walk on water. You got it? But he got the results of walking on the water once he what? Obeyed. But let, let me throw a nugget in here. But you can't be afraid to fail. You can't be afraid to fail. You got it? Because, you know, we, we have. See, listen, look, this is what I believe. Can I just tell you what I believe in all my heart? You got it. Watch this. When you step out there to do something that you believe that God has told you to do, and even when you do it out of ignorance, God still got you. Now, now, now you say, well, well, Pastor, how do you get that? Because, now, now because watch this. Peter, watch this, stepped out, 
He walked on water. And he began to sink. Watch this. Based off his own fear. He began to put his eyes on other things. You got it? He began to what? Sink. Now, when he cried out, Lord, what? Help. Jesus didn't sit there and say, well, let me let you go down a little bit farther. And then I, then I help you because you shouldn't have got scared anyway. I told you to come. You got it. But then you're going to get out here halfway. No, Jesus didn't say none of that. He said that the boy, listen, the boy began to what? See, and the, the scripture says that Jesus reached out and pulled him up. There you go. Grace and mercy. You got it? That even, listen, even when I, listen, I step out to obey God and somehow I come up short along the way. If I'll just crowd to God, then he's obligated to help me. Somebody say he'll help me. Oh, you got to understand. See, in this, listen, and this strips away the what? Fear. You don't have to, you don't have to be afraid to, 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 to do things that you believe God has told you to do. You don't have to. God still got your back. Even in your own ignorance. You got it? All right. Praise the Lord. So, number one, number one, we said acceptance from God must be your number one what? Priority in my what? Life. Number two, I must take bold um, actions of obedience without fully understanding. Number three, I must address every contrary thought of disobedience. All right? I must address every contrary thought of disobedience. Now, why is this? Because once you make up your mind to obey, the enemy going to make sure, come on, that you're going to get bombarded by thoughts to disobey. Now, some of y'all going to act like y'all know what I'm talking about this morning. You know, 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 you know I'm, I'm supposed to do this. I know what I'm supposed to do. But then, you know, before you do it, you start entertaining all, all these other things that you're going to do. Instead of just doing what God told you to do. So now what I got to do if I'm going to obey God, I got to address those thoughts. Listen, I can't sit there and act like they're not there. All right. Now watch this. Um, 2 Corinthians 10. 2 Corinthians 10 verse, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. Because they, they, listen, they going to come. They going to come. You, so as soon as you soon as you make up your mind, you know what? I'm I'm gonna start doing right by folk. And then somebody come your way that day and they do the wrong thing. And now, watch this, all of these thoughts are coming out to just slap them. Whatever. Well, all these thoughts are no, all these all these thoughts start coming to your mind. You got it? Now what you gotta do is now now this is what you're gonna I'm gonna show you today. Is now when them thoughts come, you can't meditate on them. Because now watch this. If you meditate on it, you're going to eventually do it. Have you ever, uh, I know it's happened to me. You know, I got, you know, you know one of my issues is food. But I, listen, I, you know, I, I won't even thinking about that. But then for some reason I saw a commercial. Of a whopper. Now I won't even really think about no whopper. But now I saw the commercial what man, they look real good on tell. Oh man, dang, that look good. And you know, and then you start thinking about that thing. Yeah, man, that'd be good. Then you go pick your kids up, you ride by Burger King, you know. You know, and, and listen, so you passed by it the first time, you know, when you were going to get them, but you kept right on thinking about it on the way to get them. Then on the way back. Come on, you saw it again. And this time, you not only saw it, but you had the window down. Yeah. And the smell of... Come on, the smell of that charcoal burger just floated in the window. Because now you meditating on that thing. Now, watch this. You, listen, you got to lick your lips because your lips start getting white. You got no, you no, you're thinking about that thing now. You you meditating on it. And, and and because you just keep that thing right there, you just swing right on in there and go get you a whopper with cheese. 
You got so so, but this but this is how it works. So what happens is the enemy do is he'll send a thought. Come on, that's contrary or that 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 is meant to design design to get you to disobey God. Now when that thought come, I can't sit there and just meditate on it. I got to do something with it. All right, watch this. Second Corinthians ten. Watch this verse. Uh, go to four. Go to four. It says. For the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. So now watch this. What that means. This ain't no natural thing. You, got, you can't go to the weight room and get this. He says the weapons of our warfare are not what? Carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of what? Strongholds are these mental thought patterns that you have that are inconsistent with the word of God. You got it? So now, my, my, listen, so let's keep going. Verse, 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 verse 5. Watch this. Casting down what? Imaginations. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the what? Knowledge of God. Here it go. And bringing into captivity what? Every thought to the obedience of what? So now, watch this. I got a thought that is inconsistent with the word of God. Now, the Bible doesn't tell me to pray about that thought. But I got to go pray about it. No, what did the Bible just say? It says, cast it what? I like to say it like this. Get it away from you. Get it away. I know that this, I know this ain't, I know this ain't a God-honoring thought. I know this, this, what I'm thinking about right now ain't pleasing to God. I can't sit there and just let it stay there. I have to get it away from me. Did it, watch this, did it say God going to get it away from you? No, you got to cast it what? Down. So now I had this, this thought. So now let me, let me see. The sin is not in the thought. You got it? The sin is not in the thought. Because you can think something and it not be sin. Okay. I, I work on this. Well, Jesus said if, if, if a man just ain't in the heat, then he guilty of it. Man, read the thing in context. What Jesus was trying to do, he was talking to Jews, and what he was trying to show them is that I don't care what you think you do, you still have need of a Savior. Your best effort at trying to keep the law, you can't do it. That's the context of what was going on. But listen, if listen to, if, if 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 the sin is just in the thought, man, we all in trouble. <laughs> that's like I say. I mean, that's great. But let, now, let, let's 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 talk, talk about this. You can think about robbing a bank all you want to. Now, what, now, now is it, can somebody come arrest me? Give me eight to ten for thinking about robbing the bank? No. You got it? So, so listen, it, the, the, the crime was not in the what? Thought. The crime was when you, come on, when you acted on what you were. Thought. But here's the problem with a thought. If you don't do something about the what? Thought, eventually you will act on it. You got it? So, so it all starts with a what? Thought. Um, I'll, I'll give you a scripture. You, I, I can't give it. But these are those fiery darts. You got Yeah, these are the, fi the fiery darts are the what? Thoughts. So what the enemy will do is he will strategically begin to send me thoughts. Now, when those thoughts come to me that I know that are inconsistent with the word of God for my life, I just can't sit there and act like they're not there. You got it? What I got to do is now I got to cast it what? I got to cast it down. I got to get that away from me. Yeah, you act like it's not there. Uh, uh, listen, uh, many jokers have, felt, uh, have fallen because they act like it wasn't there. Uh, 
I tell folk all the time, yeah, I'm, I'm, for, the, for, the, for the married couple and for the unmarried, you don't just slip into adultery or fornication. It don't slip. Because you got to do too many things to, come on. There's too many steps that needed to be taken to get there. You got it? You got it? You just can't, you don't slip into it. No, no, that's what I you know, it, no, I just, no, that, no, it was too many steps. It was too many things that you had to do in order to what? Do it. So at any time, come on, you could have said, no, uh-uh, I can't go there. I can't go there. I can't go there. You got, so you just don't slip into it. You got, but what has to happen is, is I tell folk, don't play with yourself. You know the moment you saw that person, you were attracted to them. Whether you were married or not. So now when you know that, you know that, listen, there's only so far I can go with you. I may can go out to have lunch with such and such, but I can't go with you. Because such and such ain't in your type. Come on, she Come on, man. Oh, they, joke, they, joke, they, they play with themselves. You know you ain't studying her. She could do what you want. Carl, you better go ahead. <laughs> you guys, you, you ain't not, but, but you know, now, listen, listen, you know if, now, if this one over here, that's just like you like it. And you're going to sit there and say, yeah, we can go. Learn. No, no. I can't go with you. And see, you have to acknowledge that. You got it? Because you know the moment you what? See him. Praise the Lord. Somebody get it. But it's, but it's, it's, it's just the truth. But people don't want dealing truth. So what you have to do is when the thought comes, you got it? I have to get it what? I got to get it away from me. I can't sit there and continue to meditate on disobedient options. All right? Now, watch this. Go to, because uh, this one is so important. Let, let's, let's, go to, let's see this played out in Scripture. 2 Kings 5. 2 Kings 5. You know, I tell you, you know, uh, sometimes, man, you just got to, you know, you just got to walk away. I said, you know, you just got to walk away. You, know, you, you and your spouse having, a, having one of them discussions? And you already thought about what you're getting ready to say? <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no slip out. Can you, can you say something without thinking about it first? Please don't nobody say yeah. No, you, no, but you, but you, but you no, come on, you already know. You sitting there, you already sitting there listening. Oh, you keep going. I'm getting ready to hit you now. I'm getting ready. <laughs> You're not physically, but I'm getting ready to hit you with these words. You got it? I'm getting ready to hit you. Keep right on the wall. We're pointing out all my shortcomings and everything I ain't doing right. Now, I got a stockload of stuff you ain't been doing right. And I know it's going to hurt you when I tell you. You got you sitting there, boy, and you rehearsing that thing over and over again. See, the moment it comes, you got to get it what? Away. You got to get it away. Because if you continue to rehearse it, you're going to what? Say it. Now, here's the problem. Once you let it out, Doc, you can't take it back. Now, I tell folk all the time. Now, we're, listen, we're all, we're all called to forgive. But, Doc, ain't you don't forget nothing. Now I, I, now, I hear men always talking about women don't forget. No, we don't forget neither. We might just don't say nothing like they do. But, Doc, I ain't forget. What did I say? St. Kings. St. Kings 5. Because we're going we to let's, let's, let's see this played out in scripture. Now, I'm not going to read all this. What, this is the context of uh, when, when Elijah, uh, Elisha um, healed Naaman of the leprosy. All right. Now, go to verse. Uh, go to verse um, 15. 5 verse 15. It says. Watch this. And he returned to the man of God, he and all his company, and came and stood before him. And he said, Behold, now I know that there is, a, there is no God in all the earth, but in what? Israel. Now, therefore, I pray thee, watch this, take a blessing of thy servant. 
Now, now about what, that, that word blessing right there, I think is the Greek, a Hebrew word barak, what, which simply means prosperity. So what he's getting ready to do is he's trying to give, watch this, um, 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 uh, Elijah some money or some goods or something that's going to bring forth prosperity in his life. All right. Verse um, 16. And it, it, but he said, as the Lord liveth, before whom I stand, I will receive what? None. And he urged to urge him to take it, but he what? But he but he what? Refused. Now, all right, so this is this is a setup now. All right. We're gonna read, 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 read a little bit more. But you know, Elijah heals Naaman. Then Naaman say, Oh man, I know that listen, listen, there ain't number one God, and that God is in what? Israel. Now, because you've done this for me, let me break you off. All right. Now, Elijah said, no, I ain't going to do that. But now listening in on this conversation is this man named Gehazi. Watch this. The, the, the person that's called to serve Elijah. All right. Now, now watch this. Go, go drop down to verse um, uh, 20. Watch this. But Gehazi, the servant of Elijah, the man of God, said, behold. My master has spared Naaman the Syrian in not receiving at his hands that which he brought. But as the Lord liveth, I will run after him and take somewhat of him. Now watch this. Now you got this. Is why I say you got to let the Bible come alive. Now, 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 Na, uh, 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 um, Gehazi done overheard this conversation. It may have happened that the Bible don't say how long it was, but it, uh, a couple hours. Let's say a couple hours. So a couple hours earlier, he heard this conversation. And he heard, you know, Elijah tell him, no, I don't want none of your money. Now, now Gehazi walking around, and he rehearsing this thing. Meditating. He didn't, listen now, he didn't take that thought captive. He continued to play that thing over that, no, he made a mistake. He should have took that money. I know better than him. So until it got to the point where he said, man, forget this. I'm going to run and go get this money. All right? Now, what, what, what verse to stop on? Verse 20, 21. So Gehazi, Gehazi followed after Naaman, and when Naaman saw him running after him, he lighted down from the chariot to meet him and said, it's all well. And he said, all is what? Now, watch this next verse. My master has sent me. Let, let, hold, hold. You're going to learn something. You continue to meditate on disobedient options, it leads you right in the line. Now, he had to do that. Now, come on. He doesn't need to rehearse this thing. Keep going. <laughs> My master has sent me saying, Behold, even now, there uh, be come to me from Mount Ephraim two young men of the sons of the prophets. Give them, I pray thee, a talent of silver and two changes of garments. And Naaman said, Be content, take two talents. And he urged him and bound two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of garments and laid them upon two of his servants, and they bared them before him. And when he came to the tower, he took them from their hand and bestowed them in the house, and he let the men go. And they what? Departed. But he went in and stood before his master. And Elijah said unto him, Whence cometh thou, Gehazi? And he said, Thy son, I ain't been nowhere. <laughs> Lie again. Come on, now, I told you, you tell one. Come on, you got to tell another one to keep up the one you told first. All right, let's keep going. Uh, I, I, I ain't been nowhere. Watch verse 26. And he said unto him, Went not my heart with thee when the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee? Now, here's what I want you to line, unline. Because here go, here go folk going to say, See, you know, they come up with all this stuff. See, you ain't supposed, you're going to heal somebody and then you're going to take some money. That's why you ain't supposed to take no money because you heal nobody. You get it right here in Scripture. That is not what he said. This is what he said. Is it a time to receive money and to receive garments? and olive oils, and vineyards, and sheep, and oxen, and men servants, and make. He just asked, he just basically told him, watch this, it's not time for that. That doesn't mean that it ain't going to never be a time. 
what he told him. He said, it ain't time for us to be trying, trying to get something. Okay. Let me put it to you in natural. This is, this is one reason why, you know, uh, a, a lot of people start businesses and never make it. Because they start trying to take money from the business before the money is able to produce anything to be taken. You should have been taking that money, buying some more stuff for your business. But you just had to have that dress or that car or that whatever. Somebody say it's not time. Doesn't mean, listen, doesn't mean that it's not going to be a what? It's just not time yet. You got it? And this is what he said. He said, he said, he said, he said, it's not time. All right. Watch this verse 27. Now, this is not one line this now. I want you to see this. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee. And he went out from his presence as a leper as white as snow. Oh, oh, somebody caught that. So watch this. His decision to disobey God not only affected him. Now, see, he didn't have nothing to do with it. See, he didn't have nothing to do with it. You look at time and time again. This is why I tell people all the time. Deuteronomy 39.10, I set before you life, death, blessings, and curses so that thou in thy what? Seed. We make decisions on a daily basis that we unknowingly, watch this, make them not understanding that that decision is affecting our seed. I remember when I was, when I was, um, when I was, in, I was real out there in the world, I was out there in the world, man, and I was drinking, smoking, doing everything I can, and, and Joker say, man, don't you know, man, you mess around, boy, and you mess around, kill yourself. You know, you mess around, kill yourself doing that stuff. I said, well, you got to die something. Whenever you hear somebody say that, get away from them. I said, you got to die something. You got, now, watch this. I, I was taking no thought with how it would affect Chris and Chelsea at that time. Every decision, especially when you, when you have children, you got to understand, you just can't haul off and make decisions. You have to, you have to come to the point and realize, how is this decision going to affect my family? You got you, you can't you, you can't do it because... I tell people all the time, you can choose to do whatever you want to, but you can't choose the consequence you get for doing what you did. I mean, we don't get to pick them. You don't go, well, I'm going to do this, but well, the only thing that can happen is this right here. No, you don't get to choose that. You got it? So, but, but, but let's get back to the, to the lesson. But the problem was, is that what Gehazi did is watch this. He meditated on that thing. Until it led him to do something that he was not supposed to what? Do that ended up impacting not only what? Him, but his children. Now, this is what Proverbs 14 and 22 says. He says, there is a way that seems right. Now, because now, watch it. Did this seem right? Did, it, did that seem right to Gehazi? Yeah, because he did it. He probably was sitting there saying, listen, you know, the master really don't understand. You know, there's going to come a time where we're going to hit some shortage. You got it, and we're going to need something. So what I'm going to do, see, he didn't say the guys I was trying to get that to spend it on himself. You got it. He just said, I'm going to get some, man, and I'm going to put it to the side so that I have it over here. So when we hit some shortage, I can go over here and get us some food or whatever we need to do. So it seems like a very honorable what? Thing. But just because something seems right, does not mean it's the right thing to what? Do. Praise the Lord. All right. Now, let's keep going. So, number one, acceptance from God must be the number one priority in my life. Number two, I must take bold actions of obedience without fully understanding. Number three, I must address every contrary thought of obedience. Number four, watch this, I must learn how to obey under pressure. All right. Now, why is this important? Because whenever you're going to obey God, you're going to receive pressure from the world. Got it? So now, if you can't handle the pressure, 
it's going to cause you to disobey. All right? So I got to understand now, when it's time for me to obey God, when it's time for me to do the right thing, watch this pressure going to come. How many of y'all know that, to be true? When, when you, when, listen, when you try to do the right thing, pressure going to come from this world. All right? <clears throat> now, go to uh, <laughs> Judges. We're going to look at Samson. <laughs> Judges 13. We're almost done. Y'all told you. <clears throat> and see, because this is one of the reasons, man, why, you know, a lot of people, you know, if we don't obey. We don't obey because we can't handle the pressure. We don't. We know what we're supposed to do. But first day, wait, 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 man, that's, that's going to be hard. You know I'm supposed to fast. Man, I don't know if I can go without any food now. Man, that's hard. Yeah, so because it's hard, or you can say because you get what? Pressure. You don't what? Obey. Why everybody so quiet? You start talking about fasting. Because y'all think about that food day. I ain't say fast today. But y'all know fasting is supposed to, be, supposed to be a part of our lifestyle. Because Jesus told him, he said, listen, they don't need to fast now because I'm here. But he said, now, now there's going to be a time when I'm, ain't, when I'm not here. He said, now, in that time, they need to be what? Somebody say, we in that time. You got it? So, so, so you got to understand, when it comes to obeying God, and I don't know why folk just don't be honest with folk, sometimes, man, it's hard. It's hard now. And we, we sit around and tell people, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, just come to the Lord and get saved. Everything going to be easy. They lying to you. They lie, no, they, lie, they straight up lie. Not, I mean, I, not to tell you by experience. And they, they, they lying. There's going to be some decisions that you're going to have to make that are going to be what? Hard for you. Why? Because you were trained by the world before you were trained by God. So in most cases... Most of us learned it wrong before we even knew what was right. Come on, you know you, you got married, and when you got married, your mama told you, you said, girl, now you make sure you put a little on the side, just in case he act up. <laughs> don't raise your hand, none of y'all. Mama, don't tell your mama, don't tell your mama, tell you. In the generation we live in. No, no, you know, no, just in case he act up. Now you don't need to know where everything yet. You got so you just you just pull a little bit from the side every week, you know, and just put it away. So when he act up, girl, you got something to start with. Now, how many know that's wrong? Okay, I know you ain't gonna say, yeah, it's wrong. Why? Because number one, you're you're doing it, you're doing it by deception. If it was right, why you ain't telling them about it? Okay. Yeah, so some of y'all got them nest heads that y'all hubby don't know about. Come on, come clean. Okay. <laughs> ah, y'all. Boy, they quiet. No, they quiet. They quiet. They quiet. They quiet. Boy, they quiet. No, they quiet. Yeah, they quiet. I'm gonna bust them out, set them free. Come on. If it's so, if, if it's so right, why you ain't telling them? Because you don't know he'll spend it. So now you justify your deception. That's what folk do all the time. Praise the Lord. But I know some of y'all say, I'm going to do what I want to do. And praise the Lord, I don't care. I don't care. I ain't got to live one day in your house. What you do in between you and what? God. But this is what you don't get to pick. You don't get to pick the consequence for your deception. All right? So now, when the consequence for your deception hits you in the face, don't be coming to me talking, Pastor, can you pray? No, I can't pray. I told you what to do in church. <laughs> okay, let me get back to my lesson. Why you just can't do the right thing? Why? Because you know why? Because I got to trust, watch this, myself to take care of myself. 
Do you understand? If the joker handle you and do you wrong, it don't change God. So who's your source? Your nest egg or God? See, it comes down. See, see, this is what people don't understand. It comes down to who do you really trust? And simply, you don't need to be mad at somebody you can't trust anyway. Now, I didn't say you can leave them. Should have thought about that before you married them, because they're probably the same person. Everybody get real quiet. You still talking about marriage. For real, thank you, Bobby. You know, amen, somewhere. Amen. Amen. You don't get to do it. Who do you? No, this is what it all boils down to, y'all, for all of us. Now, we're talking about that. But for every area of your life, every, every area of your life, who do you trust? Now, I, now, now listen, I ain't, been li- I ain't lived as long as my mama, but I know this one thing. I've learned and come to the point to understand that my wisdom can fail me. But God's wisdom never will fail me. Amen. Amen. Right? So it's just a trust thing. Who do you trust? And God is never going to tell you to do something, you know, under the despise of deception because he's not a deceptive God. Now, if you know your, your spouse got, got spending problems, you tell them, to listen, now, straight up. Listen, listen, you know you got spending issues. We ain't got to sit here and lie about this. <laughs> now, I'm putting some money to the side. And you can't get it. <laughs> Period. That's all. Don't, I, I don't even know. You ain't got no to ask me all these questions. You just tell them straight up. Do you, listen, do you trust me enough to do what you cannot do for us? Now, do you trust me enough to do what you cannot do for us? Cole, now, we ain't, got to, we ain't got to rehash the past, but come on, let's look at your track record. You've proven over and over and over again you can't be trusted in this area. All right? So let me do for us. You got it? What you cannot do. That's how you get God in it. And when you get God in it, I guarantee you what you're putting away going to double. Because what you're what you putting away, that's in your own effort. Because God, God, God ain't in what you're doing. And I don't know why I'm in this today, but that, praise the Lord. Somebody need to hear. Let me go by your judges. But you need to be straight, man. Straight with yourself. Praise the Lord. And you can't, and listen, you can't make nobody do nothing. I tell folk all the time, you can't make nobody do nothing. That's why I enjoy pastoring, because I understand I can't make nobody do what? Nothing. All that I'm doing is I'm the bearer of the truth. Now, if you don't want the truth and you won't live like you live, then praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Do you. But I'm responsible to tell you the what? Truth. Amen. Judges 13. Five minutes. My mama laughing because she think I ain't going to be able to keep my time. I'm on the last one. Prove <laughs> on. I got five. I'm on the last one. For you. So I must learn how to obey under pressure. Judges, Judges 13. We ain't got to go to the verse because he's going to repeat this. Three. Go to uh, verse, uh, don't go to 13, go to 16. I only got to go to 13 because he's going to repeat it over here. Basically, I was going to take you to the scripture where the angel showed up, gave his mama the word, watch this, that he ain't supposed to cut his hair. He got it, that he was a Nazarite, Nazarite from his wound. You got it. So the word came from the Lord. All right. Then she passed it on to Samson. So Samson knew straight up he wasn't supposed to cut his hair. All right. So it won't like he ain't know. All right. Verse uh, 16, uh, chapter 16, verse 6. No, go to four because we need to see this verse. Verse four. And it says, and it came to pass afterward. That he loved a woman in the valley of Surrey whose name was what? Delilah. Delilah. Hold up. Hold up. Now what? This is why I got I to set this up. Because Jack called you love somebody. <laughs> Jack called you love somebody. That does not give you the right to disobey God. All right. Now, and what the enemy will do. 
is he will use those ones who say they love you or you love them. This is why acceptance from God must be my number one priority. Not my husband, not my wife, and not my children. You ain't going to get me to do something that's going to cause me to disobey God. All right? Because I had to show you this part because you had to understand that Samson loved this girl. This wasn't just some woman on the side. No, he loved himself some Delilah. And now, let's just give you a little um, context before we go to the verse I want to read. And now, what, what they're going to do is now the enemy going to come and they're going to give Delilah, off of Delilah some money. If you, if you can get him to tell you, then we're going to give you some money. Now, it showed how much she loved him. There's verse, uh, <laughs> verse uh, 16, 16, 16, no, 15, 15, all right? Now, she went to him three times, I think, two times, three times, one of them, you can read it on your own night, and kept wrong pressing him about it, he'd lie to her, tell her a lie. Get off her, y'all hubby, y'all know how y'all done that before. Before you got saved. <laughs> come to you, kept on pressing you about something you like, just get off it. Just don't, don't tell a lie. Get on off it, girl. <laughs> you got, that's what he did. He, that's what he did. That's what he did. He said, you got, you keep on asking me this stuff. I ain't going to tell you a lie, girl. You ain't going. So that's what he did. But, no, she, but verse 15, it said, and she said unto him, how can thou say I love you? Oh, see, there you go. Come on. There you go. You going to tell me you love me? How you going to say you love, you love thee? When thy heart is not with me, thou hast mocked me these three times and has not told me wherein thy great strength lies. And you know what he should have told her right then? No, no, he didn't have to tell her that. He didn't have to, tell her. He had to be that hard doc. <laughs> he said, I don't think he had to tell her. He said, listen, girl, listen. God told me, watch this, that I can't tell nobody. Now, now I love you now. I love myself and you, Delilah, but Lord, just, now I can't disobey God because I love you. That, that, that's all he had to tell. I can't tell you. Now, I love you now. Now, if you got to leave because I won't tell you that, so long. <laughs> you got, but I ain't going to disobey God now. You got, I'm just not going to do it. Okay? But watch this. Now, now, but she ain't give up right there. Y'all know they don't, don't give up. Do this. <laughs> it said, verse, what's it, verse 16. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily. Come on, no, 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 not just what, not daily with her work. Y'all know, y'all want to know my translation? When she nagged the mess out of them. <laughs> nagged them daily, about the same thing. Why you ain't tell me? Why you ain't tell me? So he nagged them daily, pressing. Somebody say pressure. All right, come on, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 came to pass, you pressed him daily with her what? And urged him so that his soul was vexed to what? That boy, she put that, put some pressure on that boy. Verse 17. That he told her all in his heart. And said unto her, there has not come a razor upon my head. For I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. The boy chose to disobey God, watch this, and got weak. Now, if you continue to read this, now watch this. So she set him up, let him go to sleep. I mean, I think the Bible says that he rested on a knee. Come here, come here, come here, baby. Let me show you. She said, man, shut him up, but that devil do. Devil do. You know, sit right there. Sit right there. Boy tired, done worked all day. Done worked all day. And, and he just fell asleep right there. Right there. That's what she was doing. That's what she was doing. He like, he like, yeah. 
And he just, he just doze on off. Doze on off. Watch it. And then, watch this, while he done dozed all off in the safety of arms, she let the call the Philistines, and one of them came in there and cut all his hair. Then, somehow he woke up and saw the Philistines, and he got up and shook himself like he normally did, waiting for his strength to come on. And it did, wasn't there, we're gone. Why? They hauled him off in bondage. She got paid. <laughs> she got paid, and he got committed to labor. Shamed in front of everybody. Why? Because he chose willingly to disobey God. This is why I tell people, listen, man, when you know you're wrong, admit it and quit it. And if your strength is gone, just stay with him. It'll come back. Samson came back. Samson came back. But you can't, you can't, you cannot be willing to disobey God just because you're in love with somebody. For more lessons from Pastor Anthony Jones and New Life Church, please subscribe to this podcast. You can also go to newlifewoc.com for our live streaming service times. Thanks for listening.